Oh, there's so much to talk to Vaughn Palmer about this morning, and he joins us now. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. Okay, well, let's start with Alberta, because I know you're like a political fiend, and I was too yesterday, watching all of this unfold. It was really quite something, wasn't it? It really was, and I know you've referred to this already, but it is interesting how British Columbia and Alberta have switched places in terms of stable leadership. Back in the 90s, uh, B.C. went through six premiers in the 90s, uh, we had one uh, two-year stretch there where we had four premiers in two years. So we were known as uh, a bit of a laughing stock in Canada. They used to joke that uh, if you wanted to get in touch with the premier of B.C., you just sent a letter to the premier's office marked occupant because who the hell could keep track who was the premier of B.C.? <laughs> so now, you know, and you said it this morning, well, it was since Ralph Klein left office in 2006, six premiers and counting in Alberta. Uh, instability. Yesterday, fascinating, um, Kenny winning the vote, but saying the result was so close, he's going. But then he said all along, even if it was 50 plus one, he was going to stay, that he would take that as a mandate, and then something changed. Well, or did it? So I draw your attention to my counterpart, who Don Braid, who writes for the Calgary Herald political column. He's pointing out this morning that Kenny, first of all, said he will remain as premier until the party has picked a replacement. So he's not going right away. The other thing he said is that there's nothing in the rules to prevent Kenny from running in the leadership to succeed himself. (laughs) And he didn't rule that out either. Really? So this is a real edge of your seat thing. Uh, we don't actually know, and I think uh, Don, uh, Don has been doing this for a long time in Alberta. Uh, Don says, uh, don't assume Jason Kenney is gone just yet. He may si- that may have simply hmm. been good political strategy. Say, well, the vote's so close, we've got to have a leadership, right? But doesn't rule out running to succeed himself. That would just be one more twist and turn in this sec of one, yeah. uh, because you could you could hear audibly the gasps in the room yeah. yesterday when he said he was going to step down. Yeah, yeah, and we've had a few of these over the years. So Ralph Klein, I think, survived a leadership review by fifty five percent, and people say, "Well, that's not enough," uh, but he stuck around for a while. Uh, way back when Joe Clark went through a review and he stepped down with a two thirds approval. So it's a matter of debate. Whether what is the actual threshold for a premier to survive? We know what it is in a provincial election, right? It's you get the most votes and win the most seats. Right. Uh, but uh, in fact, you can win the most seats without getting the most votes, as as has happened in BC history. So uh, that's generally. But in in one of these leadership reviews, there really aren't any firm rules. It's comes down to what a premier thinks he or she can get away with, or what a premier isn't prepared to face. But in this case, I would say just the initial indications are Kenny is hedging still. He hasn't actually said when and under what circumstances mm. he's going. Okay, so we will closely watch that. Let's uh, talk a little about BC politics here too, because there was so much irony in the fact that yesterday was International Museums Day. Yeah. International Museums Day. And uh, gee, uh, what do we have on the agenda? Well, the provincial government's plan to replace um, the provincial museum, close it in September, reduce it to a heap of rubble, 
and replace it with a new museum, um, two buildings at a cost of a billion dollars, and eight years to get there. And man, are there ever a lot of questions about this. Premier came into the House yesterday to defend it, so he, he skipped the legislature question period on Tuesday, left it to his minister, Melanie Mark, to deal with it. I don't think she did a very good job. And so the Premier came back, I'll handle this, I'll defend this. Uh, Mixed results. Uh, I don't think most of the arguments he brought into the legislature really worked very well. No, they didn't. And by now they should be obvious. Like it's been almost a week, right, of, of yeah. this. Just, well, Friday, I guess. Tomorrow will be a week. And yeah. they haven't got any better answers. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> If you're wondering why this project seems to be cursed, I'll note that they announced it on Friday the 13th. Um, but, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I never thought uh, of that. The, um, look, the, the, you know, the, here's, so here's one of the Premier's arguments, right? Uh, the building is seismically unsafe, and so we have to replace it. And what are you saying? We should just leave it there till an earthquake takes it down? Well, the trouble with that argument is... There are an enormous number of schools and hospitals in British Columbia that are in the same predicament and that need replacing. Now, the government is doing seismic upgrades on some schools and some hospitals, but there's a long list of ones that are waiting for that kind of attention. So why would you put the Provincial Museum at the front of the line for this uh, rather than schools and hospitals. Yeah, and that, I guess, I understand, also drew in Finance Minister Selena Robinson. Yeah, so Robinson, as it happens, is uh, in the legislature defending her ministry budget for the year. And the liberals went after her because uh, if there is a good business plan for this project and there is reason to think the government has approved spending $789 million on the museum replacement part of the plan, well, it would have to go through Treasury Board, the committee of cabinet that decides on spending. So Robinson confirmed this week that, yes, the plan, the business plan for this project was approved back in March. They didn't tell us till last week, but they approved it in March. And she says it was a complete business plan. All the risks, all the costing, everything's in there. It's all explained. So the opposition, of course, goes, um, okay, what can you tell us about it? <clears throat> in answer to pretty much everything, including such obvious questions as how big is the replacement project? Mm -hmm. What does it look like? She says, oh, talk to the minister. A very convenient line of defense because, as the New Democrats know very well, the minister, the tourism minister, Melanie Mark, oh, they've already done her budget and estimates in the legislature, so you can't ask her all those questions. So essentially, Robinson is saying go talk to her, knowing very well that we can't go talk to her. So they've had all these plans, and they knew that the opportunity to ask the questions have already passed by to get any yeah, detailed that's right. That's right. They, they, you know, uh, like you can ask questions in question period, but question period is a forum for the government ducking questions, right? Estimates are where you get into the line-by-line -line detail of ministry spending and spending plans. <coughs> and that opportunity has passed. There won't be another opportunity to do that till next year. So, you know, that one's there. The the other thing that really jumped out at me is the the Premier did this Museum Day defense, right? Like, this is an important museum. It's a cultural institution in British Columbia. We need to protect it and anything. Well, the Liberals got up and said, hey, Lytton says they need a new museum. How much money are you giving to it? 
the Liberals ducked that. The New Democrats ducked that. So the New Dem- the Liberals pointed out that you could rebuild the entire town of Lytton for less than a billion dollars, and Lytton burned down almost a year ago, and very little has been done to replace it. And to me, that's where this museum announcement has legs. It allows the Liberals to say any time there's a spending need out there, more money for autistic kids, uh, expand, uh, reduce waiting lists and walk-in clinics, train more family doctors, you name it, fight street crime. The Liberals can always say, hey, the government isn't doing that, but they're spending a billion dollars on a museum that nobody asked for. Oh, boy. More to come on that one. Yes, Vaughn. Thank you. Bye-bye.